Hello, everybody. My name is Max Lowson, and this is the very first episode of the Sports Podcast. Uh, again, my name is Max Lowson. I'm an intern here at Talk 94.5 Radio, and today I will be talking about the Atlanta Braves for the first edition of this podcast. Now, as some of you may know, the Atlanta Braves won the MLB World Series last season against the Houston Astros in six games. Really an amazing postseason run, an unlikely postseason run, a team in the Atlanta Braves that won the division by six and a half games over Philadelphia. Uh, but of course, this season, things look a lot different as you know we've seen teams like the New York Mets really improve on both pitching and hitting fronts. Uh, we see the Dodgers continue their dominance in the NL West, as well as several other teams that I think can at least give the Atlanta Braves a scare when it comes to, you know, representing the National League once again. Now, of those teams, I do believe the most dangerous ones are certainly the L.A. Dodgers and the New York Mets. I also think you have to look at teams like the Milwaukee Brewers, who are right now leading the NL Central, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, who certainly have a lot of playoff experience. I think it's also important to mention the San Diego Padres, who, you know, unfortunately haven't lived up to expectations this season in terms of win percentage. You know, you've got incredible hitters, Jay Cronenworth, Luke Voigt. Now, I think when it comes to, you know, who's the face of their franchise, there's no question that it's Fernando Tatis Jr. The problem with him is he hasn't been able to stay on the field and stay healthy. He's one of those guys that I think can really galvanize not only an entire franchise, but represent the league and be one of the faces for the future generation to come. Uh, Him, along with guys like Ronald Acuna Jr. on the Braves, Guys like Shohei Otani on the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Tatis is one of those kind of untouchable, superstar, once-in-a-generation type of talent, uh, both on the defensive end of the ball, athletically, hitting ability, power, and average ability. Uh, The guy is is absolutely incredible, and the fact that he hasn't been able to take the field this season has really hindered their chances. But with a healthy Tatis, I certainly am not counting out the Padres. Now, getting back to Atlanta, I want to talk about first some of the offseason roster changes and additions that the Braves have made, Um, first with field positions and then going into the pitchers a little bit. I want to give my two cents on how I see their roster this season and how things are are shaping up for them at the midseason point. Now, uh, Matt Olson, who I want to start with, uh, you know, has been starting at first base most of the season for Atlanta. He's played in every game. He's leading the league in games played, in doubles hit, and also played appearances. So Matt Olson has really been a model of consistency. Now his average is 251, but in today's league where averages are much lower than they used to be, you know, that average is certainly sustainable for him. He does have 14 homers and 51 RBIs, which is, you know, up there with the tops on the team. And of course, Matt Olson is replacing Freddie Freeman, who is now a Los Angeles Dodger. Uh, and I think losing him in the offseason is really going to be one of those things that could come back to bite the Atlanta Braves. Now they certainly have an incredible amount of talent other than, you know, Freddie Freeman, who was kind of a stronghold in that organization and was a big part of their identity. You still have Ronald Acuna Jr., who's an you know incredible talent. Austin Riley, who's a really great, reliable third baseman. He can hit for power. You know, you also have other guys like Travis Darno, who was a former Met and kind of reignited his career in Atlanta, has really come into his own as a player. Dansby Swanson, Adam Duvall, Michael Harris II, who's a young, promising rookie, Marcelo Zuna. You have a lot of guys on this roster that can pick up the slack for losing somebody like Freddie Freeman, and I also think you have the pitching staff that can really get it done. Now, I want to talk about Michael Harris II briefly. This is a rookie that is a little bit of an unsung player in terms of the Braves turning around their season. He's averaging just about 290 to 288 to be exact, seven homers, 24 RBIs on the season, Uh, Not really a power guy, but 
He's played in, in just about half of the games at center field. And with the injuries to, you know, Ozzie Albies, and he's really been able to kind of step in and, and, and fill a roster spot or a spot in the lineup on a lot of nights where, you know, the Braves don't kind of have that eighth or ninth guy that they can truly rely on to be consistent. And he's certainly been a bright spot uh, as an addition to this team. Now, I also want to briefly touch on uh, three guys, Eddie Rosario, who, you know, is generally a backup uh, in left field, uh, can also play some right field, but he's getting a lot of starting games at this point in the season. Adam Duvall as well, Orlando Arcia. All three of those guys were names that were picked up from former teams at the midpoint season last year around the trade deadline and have really you know, contributed and done their part in assisting a championship. And I, now I think with the offseason, they can get even more acclimated with the Brave system, with the guys in the organization, with the team around them, to really be prepared to, you know, play a bigger and bigger role as they're more comfortable with being on the Atlanta Braves organization. And none of those guys are going to be star players. But, again, guys that can give you some defense here, maybe can give you some speed and a guy like Rosario, give you some hitting when you need it. Uh, you know, just pieces that any good team needs to have. Uh, Robinson Cano also debuted in Monday's series opener against the New York Mets where they did lose 4-1, to one, but Cano was 2-3 for three on the night. His first at-bat as an Atlanta Brave was a hit. Uh, again, not a guy that I see making a huge difference maker, but former All-Star, Hall of Famer for sure, and a guy who, if anything else, has a lot of experience that can help out some of the young guys on the team, uh, especially when it comes to hitting. And even outside of just the practical, tangible things, again, he has a lot of experience. He's been in the league for a long time. He's been on on winning teams with winning cultures. So just to have him in the locker room can certainly help. Now, one of the old sayings in baseball, which I certainly believe to be true, is that no matter how good of a hitting team you may have, which can certainly take you a long way in offense, really in any sport, makes a big difference. Uh, pitching is ultimately is what wins you championship. Now, again, the Atlanta Braves pitching rotation uh, really hasn't changed much from last season and I think is definitely strong enough to compete. Now, I think we got a glimpse of a possible playoff series uh, in, you know, game one of, of this current series with the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets. The first game we saw Max Scherzer go up against Max Fried. You know, this was certainly one of the most marquee games of the season to, to this point. And yeah, Scherzer certainly did get the better of Max Fried, who definitely looked a little bit overexcited, a little bit anxious. The challenge might have gotten to him a little bit, and he kind of lost his control and was very uncharacteristic, walking five players. Guys were really getting good at bats off of him, fouling off a lot of pitches. But when you look at the rotation as a whole, I mean, Charlie Morton, Kyle Wright, Spencer Strider, who was unbelievable yesterday against the Mets and, you know, is really another solid arm as a fourth-string guy. Uh, Ian Anderson. And even when you look at the bullpen, you have guys like A.J. Minter and Will Smith, Tyler Matzik. Kenley Jansen, when he returns, uh, you know, is certainly a strong, strong closer. So back to Max Fried real quick. His ERA in the season is currently a 2.56. That number is one of the best of his career so far. Uh, you know, he's given up 32 total earned runs, which is very low. He has 18 starts, which actually leads the league in, in most starts this season. 9-3 uh, and three record. Again, certainly a guy who is still younger, um, you know, has a lot of time left to go in his career at uh, 28 years old if he's able to preserve his arm and avoid major injury. Uh, but again, a guy who right now is one of the top aces in the league and can take you a long way. Strider, for example, is only 23 years old. Kyle Wright is 26. So they have a lot of young arms 
even in their starting rotation, that now have championship experience and can apply that once again this season. So all in all, this Atlanta Braves team is certainly primed for another deep postseason run. Once again, I really think you can group the National League in terms of contenders into a three-team race as it currently stands. Again, the LA Dodgers, the Braves, and the New York Mets, I think all have really solid chances to make it all the way, health permitting. Uh, This is not a podcast for predictions. This is not a podcast to look at the trade deadline, which is coming up in about three weeks. I just wanted to set the scene and wanted to give my perspective on their roster changes and their odds of repeating, uh, you know, based on what they've done in the offseason. And again, not too much has changed, and they started off the season a bit slow, but now things have certainly picked up. They're starting to get healthier. Guys are getting reacclimated. Some of the newer guys are continuing to get more used to the Brave system. Hitting is there. Pitching is there. Bullpen play is there. Can sometimes be erratic at times, but I think, you know, when you need them most, they've proven to be able to be trusted. And, uh, you know, we'll see going forward how this team plays out. We're about halfway through the season. There's about 10 games remaining against the New York Mets, all of which are going to be really high leverage games and could end up really deciding who takes the NL East. Once again, my name is Max Lowson, and you've been listening to the very first sports podcast on Talk 94.5 Radio. Thank you all for listening.